Hello and welcome to the Revelation Podcast. My name is John and I would like to thank you for taking time to click play wherever you clicked it at. You could have clicked at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or, or even on here on Anchor. And I hope that you've been blessed by hearing the word. And I hope that you have taken time to study the word so that with what you hear from here, you can confirm it with the word. Now, yesterday I did a little bonus podcast. It was about my new YouTube channel. That's right. I have a YouTube channel and the name of the YouTube channel is Christ Center Channel. C C C. And over on that channel, that allows me to put the word in visual. My goals with that is to try to do one once a week at least and to make the video as short as possible. I would like to keep it under 15 and it would be even great if I could keep it under 10 you know I do understand that sometimes people do not want to give up a lot of time so I like to give them the word within 10 to 15 minutes and I would like to do it on a weekly basis now with the audio I'm gonna go as long as I can you know you've been listening to podcasts that have gone for an hour and some have gone up 15 minutes you know and I will still do the revelation podcast five times a week and with the new YouTube channel I will try to post at least one video per a week Well, now that I got those things out of the way, let us go onward to what we have been looking at. And we have been looking at Exodus, and we have looked at to see where Jesus is in Exodus. And for this week, we were at chapter 12, and we are looking at the Passover. And tonight... I will continue Exodus chapter 12, verses 15 through 20, and we will use this to focus on false doctrine. We will see what it is and why it's bad for us. Now, to begin there, we're going to jump right into Exodus chapter 12, verses 15 through 20, and With the reading, it'll come from the New King James Version. So let me repeat the passage. Exodus chapter 12, verses 15 through 20. Now, on Tuesday, I did Jesus, the bread of life. And with this, Exodus chapter 12, verses 15 through 20, we will examine the feast of of the unleavened bread and we will go right into false doctrine all right here we go 
Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. And on the seventh day, there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them, but that which everyone must eat, that only may be prepared by you. So you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For on the same day, I will have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as an everlasting ordinance. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days, no leaven shall be found in your houses, since whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he is a stranger or a native of the land, you shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwellings, you shall eat unleavened bread. God is instructing Moses on what to say about what will later be known as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In verse 15, we see that the first day they remove leaven from their houses. And from the first day until the seventh day, there shall be no one eating leavened bread. If they do, then they will be cut off. Well, Today, leaven would be yeast. And I would like to take a look at what is yeast and what are the benefits of putting yeast in our food, such as bread. So we can have a good visual on how later on when we tell, when Jesus says that beware of the leaven in the Pharisees' teachings, then we can understand why their leaving was so dangerous to teach. Yeasts are a group of fungus. The kind that is used for baking is called... I'll spell it out. It's a scientific word. It's capital S dot period C-E-R-E-V-I-E S-I-A-E. So, it's sericaceae. Now, this kind of fungus converts carbohydrates in carbon dioxide and alcohol into fermentation. It is believed to come from grape skin. So, it's kind of like a sugar fungus. It's what makes things look pleasant. It makes things more tasty and really soft. Kind of like a Krispy Kreme donut that just came out of the factory. The health benefits of it 
is it provides energy. It provides support for the nervous system and immune system. Now, the negative side effects of it is may cause unpleasant digestion, causes headaches or migraine attacks, causes inflammatory in the stomach. Yeast is things that makes things look good and taste good. However, too much of it could lead to long-term health problems. Jesus warns his disciples about the Pharisees' yeast in their teaching. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 from the ESV, Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaving of the Pharisees and Sadducees. The leaving of the Pharisees, like our baking yeast, may seem good, but later it will have negative effects on our soul. What's the problem with the teachings of the Pharisees? Well, in the Bible, Jesus points out the negativity of their teachings. For instance, they teach what they do not practice. He says in Matthew chapter 23, verse 3, he says, he tells his disciples, so do and observe what they tell you. So yes, the Pharisees was teaching from the law, but Jesus goes on and says, but not the works they do, for they preach but do not practice. Well, what kind of works do they do? I mean, they preach the works of law, but they do not show mercy. Jesus says to them in Matthew chapter 23, verse 4, He says, They tied up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and laid them on people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, it says, They steal God's glory by them being seen by others so that they can receive praise. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 5, it says, They do all their deeds to be seen by others. For they make the phylacteries broad and their fringes long. So Pharisees want to be seen by others so others can praise them. They teach their gospel of their tradition. And in Matthew chapter 15 verse 9 says, In vain do they worship me. Teach as doctrines the commandments of men and we see that example you know in Matthew chapter 15 verses 3 through 6 Jesus points out that their teachings contradict the word of God Jesus replied and why don't you obey God's commands you would rather follow your own teachings. God said, Honor your father and mother, 
He also said, anyone who asks for bad things to happen to their father or mother must be put to death. But suppose people have something they might be used to help their parents. You allow them to say it is instead a gift set apart for God, so that ye do not need to honor their father or mother with the gift. You make the word God useless in order to follow your own teachings. So Pharisees allow children to be disrespectful to their parents if they give them a gift. In other words, they bribe people and they use them. Now, they, the Pharisees, question Jesus' authority by emphasizing their teachings over his. Some Pharisees and some teachers of the law came from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why don't your disciples obey what the elders teach? Your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. They teach a doctrine of their work that try to be another gospel. And Paul says about that, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, also from ESV. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of God and are turning to a different gospel. And this Pharisee's gospel, it is cursed. Because in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse for it is written cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them in James chapter 2 it says that if you break one commandment then you're guilty of breaking them all and we see that the Pharisees put their tradition above God is basically them breaking the whole entire Ten Commandments because they are taking the place of God. And God says that you shall not have any other God before me. And you shall not worship graven images neither. Now the Pharisees did not have any graven images but whenever they walk around to be seen and be praised by others, that is the same thing as someone worshiping a graven image. So we took a look at the Pharisees' quote, quote, gospel, and we verify from the word that their gospel is curse because they are relying on the works of the law and this is Jesus gospel whoever calls upon the name of the Lord can be saved you remember when Peter almost drowned and he reached out his hand and he said Lord save me did Jesus say, oh, Peter, you didn't look at me? Oh, of course you deserve to drown. 
No, he did not. He reached out his hand and he pulled Peter out of the water. And when we believe in Jesus, he reaches his hands and he pulls us out of our sins. People that receive the gospel of Jesus are justified by believing in him to be saved. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 it says, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. Why? In Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. In Isaiah it says that our righteousness are nothing but dirty, filthy rags. Those verses say that our self-righteous can never justify us before God. So, what justifies us? Well, let's go on and read the rest of Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. It says, For the righteous shall live by faith. Well, who are the righteous? The righteous are the ones that have received the righteousness of Jesus by believing in him. The righteous shall live by faith. We believe in Jesus. Now, we kind of made a contrast between Jesus' gospel and the Pharisees' works of the law. We see that the Pharisees' works of the law was a false doctrine. And I want us to continue to go down the path of false doctrine to see what it is and what the Bible says about it. Now, any teaching that contradicts the Word of God is heresy. And Paul was astonished at the Christian and Galatians for willing to receive another gospel. And this is what he says about that in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, also from ESV. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed, as we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let him be accursed. So whenever someone else brings, quote, quote, another gospel, we should leave them and let them be. Now, he pointed out three things. Number one, there is no gospel. Number two, we should not receive it if it contradicts no matter who speaks it. And number three, leave those that preach another gospel. 
in Revelation chapter 2, verse 9, we should see how Jesus described the Jews of the synagogue. When he was speaking to Smyrna, he said this to them, I know your tribulations and your poverty, and the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. That's right. Judaism is the synagogue of Satan. And here are two reasons why. Number one is they persecuted the church as Paul did before he got saved. They practiced things contrary to the word as the church in Pergamum. The church in Pergamon believed in Jesus even unto death, but they practiced the teachings of Balaam and the Nicolaitans. Balaam teaches that it's okay for believers to eat foods offered unto idols and to practice sexual immorality. So the teachings of Balaam and Nicolaitans on the Pergamum are examples of false doctrine. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, warned him about people receiving false doctrine. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, that they will be receiving knowledge, but they will never receive truth, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. The way that people receive knowledge to fill their ego is basically Gnosticism. Gnosticism is a heresy doctrine that believes that the serpent in the garden is the good God and the God that created the world is the evil God. And that's a great example of the works of the devil because he twists the things of God. You know, God says there'll be marriage between man and woman, opposite gender. Well, Satan says that you don't have to have marriage like that. In fact, he says that you could have same gender for marriage. God says it's wrong to murder. Well, Satan says it's okay to murder like with an abortion. I mean, I could go on all day and give examples on how Satan twists things. And so people that receive knowledge for their self-glory is another example how Satan twists things that you know, when God created the world, that he made Adam and Eve perfect. And that they knew all they needed to know. They did not need knowledge at all. But they chose knowledge over God. Satan fooled them. He says that if you eat from the tree of knowledge that you'll be like gods. 
And that's what exact opposite of what God said. God says, if you eat from the tree of knowledge, then you will die. And they did die after they took a bite. They died spiritually, and later on, they died physically. And so, the world changed. It changed. And... God has given us the ability to learn and to receive knowledge. He hopes that when we receive that knowledge, that it will be used to glorify Him. However, in Romans chapter 1, men did the exact opposite. That instead of glorifying God with what's been given to them in the form of knowledge... That they use it for themselves. They use it for their own glory, which was to turn against God and go against with what He teaches. And so the church in Ephesus had people receiving knowledge for their own edification, like Gnosticism. And that still, they were not able to get to truth. You know, when they go down the path of false doctrine, their minds will be corrupt. Their ears will be scratched with myths like fairy tales. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, Paul tells them, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but will have itching ears they will accumulate for themselves, teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myth. When they do that and when they continue to go down false doctrine willingly after they have heard and received the gospel, their conscience will be seared. And Paul says that in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 2. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons, through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. In Second Peter chapter two, verse one, Peter says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Who will secretly bring destructive heresies, leaven, even denying the master, denying Jesus, who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. In Second Peter chapter three, verse three, he says, "Knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following." their own sinful desires. The aim of false doctrine is to turn Christians away from God to another teaching. False teachers 
will scratch their ears to give them something more comfortable. You know, when Jesus was preaching that he was the bread of life, he pretty much offered people salvation. But instead of receiving him, they turned away from him. Because he was not scratching their ears to give them easy peasy and a comfortable life and do whatever you want. No, no, no. He was offering them something better. That's why he told them that don't work for food that will never satisfy you. But receive me. I am the bread of life and I can give you eternal life. You know, the yeast that the Pharisees fed the people led them to death and hell. The bread that Jesus gave himself gave people eternal life and heaven. So let us be aware of the leaving that's still in this world. You know, if the Israelites would have eaten leavened bread during the time when they were not supposed to, they would have been cut off. When we receive false doctrine, we will be cut off from heaven. Now, I hope that you've enjoyed this or were blessed by it. And I say at the end of my podcast that you should go to the Word and verify of what you have heard. You should be sure that with what I am teaching that it comes from the Word. Now, I make my aim to present the Word of God for what it is. Now, if I said something that did not seem right and might have confused you, then I would just pray and hope that through the Facebook page, the Revelation Podcast post page, that you could write down the comments and say, Hey, listen, I heard you say something. It didn't sound right. And we go look at the word together. And if... I was not right with what I said because the word says, believe me, I'll immediately correct it. I'll adjust it and say, this is what the word says. We need to go by what the word says, you know. So, but my aim is to present the word of God for what it is. Now, in the next podcast, I will go on into... Exodus chapter 12 verses 21 through 23 as we continue to look at the Passover and Exodus and with that we'll look and see on what it means to obey God's word. I look forward to doing it and God bless you guys.